This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. And welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. On today's episode, we're going to be doing a head-to-head, mano e mano competition between Knob Creek Small Batch and Knob Creek 25th anniversary. But before that, let's get down to just a little bit of business. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. While you're there, you can leave us a rating and a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts app. Ratings help people find the show. Reviews help us know what you like, maybe what you'd like to see different. And if you want to help uh, help us in a bigger way, go to patreon.com slash chillfiltered. That's the business. Here's the podcast. Cole, my friend. As always, I want to know one thing, and that's how the hell are you? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I it's you know I talked about it a little last week. I'm going to Europe this week uh, in a few days, and that's like got me really excited. Trying to focus at work, even with that, and uh, yeah, work's been good. We uh, yeah, let's see. Yeah, just trying to. This project is new. I'm basically long story short. I am learning a lot in this project and I don't love doing something that I'm not good at yet. Uh, I kind of like doing things that I'm really good at. Um, so it like, it's good for me in that way to just grow. And one day I will be good at this. Um, did I tell you, have I updated you on my root beer batches? Oh no, I totally forgot about that, man. Dude, I'm on batch six now and, uh, batch six is good. So it's, I'm still perfecting it. Uh, I've learned, um, a few things to stay, stay away from certain things and then like, you know, add certain things. And, um, this batch, like, I wish I could like send you a batch, but it's like, uh, based on fermentation. So if I sent it through the mail, it'd probably explode and no one would want that. Um, right. But, um, and we know that the, the courier, he doesn't like to take things that aren't whiskey. So exactly, exactly. And so, yeah, but I'm like super proud of it and I'm still like the, the, per- the perfecting points are like getting smaller and smaller. I'm actually making a good root beer now and it could, I mean, don't get me wrong. It could be better. Um, but yeah. And then how stuff we'll probably hear back this week. If we get the mortgage approved, which I'm very much assuming will happen. Uh, but it'll be nice to get that, um, you know, like squared away and just know that that's taken care of. So, um, yeah. otherwise, yeah, dude, I, I'm hoping to pick up some of those, um, planting straight from the barrels out in uh europe land um, dude so i crossing the face i know i don't i don't have money to get to you beforehand but if you find some you know i'll, I'll pay you back oh for sure yeah no i can i can if i find two i'm buying two <laughs> that's you if i find to. three i, mean, I might be buying to. three <laughs> yeah <laughs> i so, honestly I, I think i think with that stuff like if if it was me going over there i would buy as many as i found like i would yeah i just like I would bring back as much as I possibly could. I think the only limitation for me is not so much money. It's how much space do I have in my luggage for them. And luckily, right. they're like so, little circular, spherical almost bottles. Right. So well, they're probably better obviously, to pack. Obviously, you're going to bring two pants, two shirts, and two pairs of underwear. 
so that you can conserve <laughs> so much space for whiskey. <laughs> oh, we've we've thought of that. We've actually like had we have like uh, compact duffel bags just in case we really needed to take up the big uh, luggage bag with whiskey. Right. That is. So we've we've uh, we're starting to plan for that one. So I'm I'm really hoping that I won't be let down when I go out there. But listeners, um, we've mentioned this on the Blanton Straight from the Barrel episode. But they do not sell special editions of Blantons in the U.S. They only sell it, at, you know, internationally outside of the U.S. And so, yeah, I am it's hoping insane. to find at least one good Blanton straight from the barrel. And uh, how many days are you there? Uh, we're going to be gone like 11 days total, including the flights. Right. You know what? I think I could, I could pack a carry-on with 11 days worth of clothes. Oh, yeah. No, I think so. Yeah, I'm not too worried about like what. I'm just. I think yeah. I might cap out at four bottles though. Like just, just right. standard everything. Logistics. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, tell me this, Cole. How are things with eBay? Oh, so I still haven't heard back. Um, but I'm not gonna. You know, like I've stopped talking to that guy, and you know, like very soon after he started talking. And uh, so I still haven't heard back. But they said they'd get back like within a few. Uh, a day or two so um i'm not gonna think about it until they have to so right well i'm i'm sure it's fine so yeah but i'm sure there'll be an update anything else going on what'd you Uh, say no i'm sure there'll be an (laughs) update next episode too but uh, for sure no nothing too much going on Uh, i'm going to new jersey for christmas Uh, that's a family thing now is what we're going to my uncle's beach home uh which will be fun um, will it? I mean, will will New Jersey Beach in December really be lots of fun? I I mean, I don't even know if Jersey would be any fun anytime. Uh, but that's the Philadelphian <laughs> oh, in me on. saying that. You can't, dude. Here's the thing, bro. Uh, <laughs> on our podcast, where the majority of our listeners are in the United States, you can't disparage an entire state of people. Well, they they get it all the time. So what? Yeah, we love you, Jersey. Thanks for being listeners, Jersey. <laughs> yeah, that sounded <laughs> real sincere. <laughs> so yeah, but how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I uh, it's uh, my birthday. When this comes out, my birthday will you know have passed. Come and already, gone. But as we record this, it's uh, it's coming up here, uh, and I just realized that I am actually going to a wedding reception on my birthday. Bummer. And I'm excited to go to it, but at the same time, I was kind of like, "Oh, that means like I can't, I can't like do whatever I want on my birthday." Uh, yeah. But I am excited to go to that. Uh, I did take um, Friday off, and my birthday's on Saturday, so I took Friday off, so I can use nice. that day to just be like, uh, "Screw everything! I'm not going to do anything that anybody wants me to do. I'm just going to do what I want to do." So I uh, right now here in Wisconsin, it's scheduled to be kind of cold and rainy on Friday. I'm hoping uh-huh. that some miracles happen and it'll be yeah. nice and uh, at least sunny out so I can take the motorcycle out. That would be fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, you know, just working and uh, getting a bunch of stuff done for Story Slam, the other podcast I host. Listeners, if you want to check that out, you can go to www.madisonstoryslam.com. And uh, you can hear some stories that people have told. But yeah, um, you know, we started this past uh, summer, we started doing a, a, a story slam at a distillery 
Uh, typically, we had always been the third Saturday of every month, and uh, we started doing some weeknight story slams. And we've landed on the first Wednesday of each month that will be at the distillery, and we actually have dates scheduled all the way into August of 2020. So that's awesome. Uh, it's it's kind of been month to month so far, but just this week they find they emailed me and they were just like, "Hey, like we we want to commit to doing this for long term." So figure out some dates for into 2020. So yeah, that's really cool. We're really excited about that. Um, and it makes, uh, I don't know, just makes me happy that Story Slam is growing. And, uh, you know, our regular venue at the Wilmar Center, uh, we haven't been able to be there all uh, summer or fall yet. Huh. Uh, and we won't be able to get back there the third Saturday until the third Saturday of November. So we're that's coming up quick, and we're really excited to be back there for that. But in the meantime, it's tons of fun being at Stateline Distillery uh, here cool. in Madison and, and doing that. So, yeah, that's my, my life has been full of doing Story Slam stuff. So Yeah, I believe it. But I, I want to back up something you said. You said something along the lines of, I have a wedding reception on my birthday, so I can't do anything super fun. Is that so, is that correct? What I what I paraphrase? I I don't believe that I said I can't do anything super fun. I think what I said was I can't do whatever I want to do. Ah, so yeah, that, I could that's be good, wrong. No, no, I think that's right. And listeners, you can check me on this, or check Adam, or whatever on this. But yeah. I wanted to bring up that my idea of fun is not typically getting drunk or anything. Um, but maybe your idea of fun Typically. is maybe having a good drink and a good time. Um, but yeah, when you said wedding reception and not doing what you want, I was like, huh, it just reminds me of the wedding reception I was at last September. Oh, oh, when, oh, <laughs> I know. I hope the about. pieces all came together on that one. No, it, it did. I got it. I got it. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, no, it'll be it'll be good. It's it's for a couple of friends. Actually, the the bride, uh, she was in. She was one of Ashley's bridesmaids. Oh, cool. And uh, and the groom is somebody that I went to school with, basically from kindergarten through senior year of high school. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and uh, they obviously both were at our wedding, yeah. and then independently of that, met each other. Uh, through um, Ultimate Frisbee. And, oh, that's like, crazy. Fell in love and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, it's it, like we had nothing to do with it. They didn't meet at the wedding. Um, wow. It, it was after. So, yeah, they're, they're actually already married. They got married a little while ago. They were just waiting to do a reception. So oh, nice. Um, we are getting together in a Madison park and drinking and eating and dancing. So Nice. Mufa yeah. for the win. That's right. Uh, hey, Cole, uh, I know I talked about it a little bit there at the uh, intro of the show, but what are we doing today on this episode of Chill Filtered? This is Mono E Mono. Uh, this is one on one. We got uh, Knob Creek uh, Small Batch, 100 Proof, versus our um, Knob Creek 25th Anniversary Single Barrel, which is 124.1 proof. We are going to do a taste test blind, and we've already set it up to be blind. And uh, we're going to find out today which one's the better bourbon. And uh, as I said last episode, uh, we already know which one's going to be better. I, 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 I will be very surprised if we're surprised here. Yeah, um, for sure. So, uh, but it will be interesting to see uh, how this goes. 
I have some giant pours uh, <laughs> of these whiskeys in front of me. I uh, I gave my wife a shot glass, uh, two shot glasses, and I, I said I need a shot glass of each in these. And I don't know if I gave her like an extra big shot glass or what, but these pours are insane. Uh, yeah. So uh, that that is going to be fun. And in the intro, Cole, I was not sure if it's actually small batch, and so I said it during that intro, and I was like, oh, no, I, I hope I got that right, that it's actually small batch. But it is, so we're good. Um, yeah. All right, I am looking forward to that. And uh, actually looking forward to uh, Whiskey World News later as well. So without further ado, let's get to this blind head-to-head tasting. But before that, let's take just a quick break. Back from break here on Chill Filtered, and as you just heard, we're going to be having a little bit of a head-to-head competition, blind tasting, between the Knob Creek Small Batch and the Knob Creek 25th Anniversary Bourbon. And uh, I I don't believe, Cole, that I've had the small batch yet i don't think i've even tried it oh really Uh, but i have i have had most of that 25th anniversary bourbon bottle so that's why i'm kind of thinking i'm gonna be able to tell which is which um i'm pretty familiar with the taste of that 25th anniversary bourbon so we'll see but i know that you've got some history and some stuff to tell us about this this drink this this distillery and all that so uh why don't you let us in on what you know sounds good so I always talk about distillery and stuff like that. So I wanted to go in. So uh, for those out there, this is not the Knob Creek Distillery. This is a Jim Beam Distillery product. And that's based out of Claremont, Kentucky. Um, originally, the distillery came together in 19, or 1795, uh, but was interrupted during pure prohibition. I almost said prohibition. Um, interrupted <laughs> by prohibition in the like 20s and early 30s. Um, and so they weren't one of those ones that like, uh, got the medicinal, uh, licenses. Um, actually, you know what? I want to stop myself there. I need to double check that, but don't write that down. Any listeners, if you're writing things down, but anyway, what, they were interrupted. What do you need to check? So if they were one of the non, uh, or one of the 10 or so, uh, medicinal, um, prohibition producers, uh, you know what I mean? Like you had to get a prescription and, so they were right. still producing, but they weren't producing for the general public. It was for medicinal purposes. Um, hopefully I can get and, that and info. Specifically, specifically, who do you need to know if they had that? Jim Beam. Jim Beam. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, Knob Creek, and I've talked about this on previous episodes. We had Knob Creek, uh, Twice Barreled Rye. We've had Little Brook. Real quick. Real uh-huh. quick, Cole. The 10 medicinal licenses were authorized, but only six entities applied for and received them. So there were 10 available, but it looks like only six places actually applied for them. Uh, It was Brown Foreman, Glenmore, which is now a part of Diageo, Frankfurt Distilleries, which is Four Roses now, Shenley, also a part of Diageo, American Medicinal Spirits, AMS, which became National Distillers, now a part of Beam, and APH Stitzel Distillery, which is the predecessor predecessor to Stitzel Weller, also now Diageo. Huh. 
I appreciate that. Now I now I feel like it's solidified, and I don't have to follow back on this. So that's right. It could be debatable, but uh, it sounds like Jim Beam wasn't in that crew, but has had absorbed one that was. Right. It's 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 got it's got a uh, um, a tributary in that stream. That's a great way to put it. So, but anyway, they um, the Knob Creek distinguishes itself from Jim Beam uh, and other uh, whiskeys, especially bourbons, for saying that they make quote pre-prohibition style whiskey. And and I've mentioned this before on I believe the Twice Barreled Rye episode. Uh, but what does that mean? Well, according to their website, they don't cut corners and they take their time. Uh, and I found that well, funny. I, Go ahead. Yeah, I, let me. Let I just want to interrupt you. What what whiskey? What distillery or whiskey producer or label is going to say? Yeah, we cut corners and go real fast. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Like I mean, some do. Some whiskeys technically do, um, either by adding colors or adding flavors or you know aging in small barrels or whatever they do or aging for five seconds. Um, <laughs> But um, but you're right. Like, what does that even mean? I think there's so many terms, especially in the whiskey world, that you could say. Like, even the fact that the word small batch isn't, like, technically defined well. Um, right. Like, there's no, like, one definition for small batch, even though it brings ideas of, you know, this is craftsmanship and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, that's what they say. And I found that funny. But then the really funny thing is that, um, they rarely ever, outside of this 25th anniversary and maybe one or two, um, they rarely ever put out a product that's over 10 years old. Um, so they say they like take their time, but I know a lot of products that are a little longer, but no, no huge shade that direction. Uh, they do have right. some, I think one of the cool things to defend them is they um, don't often put any product out in the knob line that's less than 100 proof. The only exception really is the smoked maple uh, whiskey, which is, you know, kind of flavored in a weird way. Um, It's at 90 proof. Um, But then, yeah, Jim Beam, um, uh, you know, like typical Jim Beam is a lot less. Like their extra aged Jim Beam Black is, you know, comes at a whopping eight years and then they remove the age statement. So who knows what it is now? Um, so, but it's, so it's like a little, uh, more, what's the word, a luxury brand than Jim Beam would be, even though it's made by the same distillery. Right. Um, so, and then the line, the Knob Creek line was first introduced in 1992 and we'll get to that in a second, actually. Um, Knob Creek small batch. I'm getting into this one. Hunter proof. Uh, like I said, small batch is kind of a undefined, uh, almost like nebulous term that you can get a lot in the bourbon and even just whiskey world. Uh, and it gives the impression of like careful craftsmanship to each batch. And um, actually, this this uh, bottle used to be a nine year uh, age statement, and now it's no age statement. And that happened in 2016. Um, and that that's kind of what happens. Like I, I'm not saying that's like a terrible thing. People remove age statements when they want to get consistency right, and when they're cranking out a lot of bottles. So in in a good way, like good for you guys cranking out a ton of bottles. I much prefer it when there's age statements. It makes me feel like I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't make me, it feels like it's not cheating. And there's nothing wrong about removing an age statement that would consider it cheating. But there's something more legitimate about an age statement. It's kind of cool. I I also think it's interesting because it seems to be the way that things are going on the, uh, uh, you know, this is, uh, that Knob Creek small batch is not a fast food whiskey. 
but it's not some ultra highly sought after bottle either and it seems like those kinds of bottles more and more they're taking those age statements off them at least that's what i'm seeing yeah no you you can see that all over the place and some that are moving towards removing age statements um right yeah you see some pop up like like for example basil hayden's i wouldn't say they added an age statement but they add age statement product recently they put out like a 10 year and i thought that was kind of cool uh, but I guess that doesn't really count because they didn't really add it. They added one to their line. Um, but when um, Knob Creek removed the age statement in 2016, uh, Fred No, the master distiller, uh, said, you know what? I know we're, this sounds like we're reducing quality, but my name is on every bottle, and I sign off and taste every batch. So he you know, wanted to defend it a little bit and say like, well, it doesn't, it's not like machine made these days. I'm still behind every one of them. Um, right. This bottle runs about 20 to 25 range. Um, and this, this one also was started with the inception of the, uh, not the inception. What's the word? The conception of the, uh, I don't even know. Uh, in 1992, this was a product on the Knob Creek line. Um, Right, and then speaking of 1992, it's it's, it's one of it's it's a product that's been with, I, yeah. What is the word? I guess Inception. It's an works. OG. Yeah, yeah, but Inception totally works. It's it's been okay, cool. it's been a bottle that has existed since the inception of Knob Creek. Okay, cool. So we don't have to get into like dreams upon dreams. Cool. Um, <laughs> speaking of ni- 1992. Um, Two years ago, 2017, was the 25th anniversary of the inception of uh, Knob Creek. I feel like inception works because inception is like placing in at a certain moment. The inception of something is the... uh, Oh, Cole, you're driving me insane here. (laughs) Inception definition. Now that I've got this giant 27-inch computer in front of me, I can have things open. What's that? It's like implanting. The inception. So, so if you say implanting, I think more conception. No, conception is like birth. No, conception is is when the egg is fertilized. That's not for birth. Sure. Conception is when the egg is fertilized. So but that would be the implanting, right? Yeah, but like... the No. What is inception I, I then? Am, Are you looking up the definition okay. of inception? I I am looking it up, but let me... let me. Uh, we're, we're taking a, a bunny trail here. <laughs> so conception, the definition of conception would be the action of conceiving a child or a child being conceived. And the second definition would be the forming or devising of a plan or idea, which is what I would call, like, that's implanting. You're implanting that formation, right? That, that's what I, I, I think. Okay. Now, now, inception has one definition. There's not okay. two definitions, at least per Google. Inception is the establishment or starting point of an institution or activity. Okay. So you got me. Yeah. Fuck you. That fits more. (laughs) (laughs) So we got it. We got it going. Anyway, why, why would you happen to be bringing up that two years ago was the 25th anniversary? 
because it turns out that we are drinking the 25th anniversary special edition of Knob Creek. Does that mean it's a 25-year-old bourbon? No, it is just a celebration bottle uh, for the occasion. Uh, so this was uh, released in the in the summer of um, 2017, and uh, yeah, it proofs. So it's a single barrel, which is kind of cool, uh, meaning that they and it's also um, uh, barrel proof. And so the proofs are ranging typically from 120 to 125. This one in particular is on the higher end of that. It's a 124.1 proof. They say that this is a um, 12 to 13 year uh, product, but they, there is no age statement. Um, the mash bill, similar to this, uh, supposedly similar to the small batch and all their bourbons, is 75% corn, 13% rye, and 12% malted barley. Uh, and yeah, that's that's kind of what it's assumed over the small batch, the single barrel, and all their bourbons. Um, and retail for this in 2017, I believe I got it in 2017 or 18, uh, was $130. And uh, that's all I got for history and background. But I'm ready yeah, to start. I, uh, uh, I have this 25th. Both of these uh, both of these pours come from bottles that I own. Uh, but I only own that 25th anniversary bourbon uh, thanks to you because you brought it over for a tasting and then told me to keep it. So uh, a big I'm thanks to you, like buddy. It. Oh, yeah. it's it's for sure one of my favorite bourbons. I, I if you know when this bottle runs out, I, I like I, really I should start searching now to try and get another bottle of it. But maybe the 30th anniversary. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let me ask you this: Do you know? Uh, do you know anything about the 2001 limited edition Knob Creek? Not too much background-wise. I have tasted it, um, and it was very good, um, but that's all I can tell you. I forget what goes, what makes it that, what it is. Oh, I see what it is. I, I quick looked it up. Um, so it uh, talks about, uh, you know, uh, Fred No who was the son to the master distiller from Jim Beam, Booker No. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this, uh, from the Whiskey Wash, uh, an article, thewhiskeywash.com, the article is called Whiskey Review Knob Creek 2001 Limited Edition Bourbon. It's back from 2016. It says, One day, No came across a batch of Knob Creek barrels dated 2001, the same year he'd been assigned what he now calls his first major project for the company. And he realized that these barrels would have been among the last put up by his late father. In tribute, the distiller held those barrels back for a special release. It's that bourbon that's just been released under the label Knob Creek 2001. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so I didn't realize that that stuff... I thought that stuff came out in 2001, but it's it's stuff that had been barreled in 2001. Yeah, that's right. I knew that, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Anyway, you said you don't have anything more, huh? Nothing more. Ready to drink. All right. So uh, we have – we. I assume you have two glasses in front of you here, right? That's right, yep. And I have two glasses. One is marked A and one is marked B. What are yours marked? Uh, one and two. Very funny. Interesting. Um, so – how exactly are we gonna do this? I know we're gonna drink. We're gonna drink each of them straight. We're also gonna drink uh, just like we always do. We're gonna have drops of water and cubes in each. 
Uh, so do we choose one glass and do all three versions of it right away, or or do we you know drink one straight, the other one straight, then one with water? What you know you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think we should do uh, both with or both neat, and then both with water, and then both with ice. Right, I think that's probably the best comparison. So, um, I think I think the best way for us to do this, Cole. Mm-hmm. Is for us to to each do them one at a like, like I'm gonna do both my A and B before you do your one and two. Like okay, so I'll drink I'll drink A and B neat and and give you my notes on them, and then you'll do the same with your one and two. Okay, I think that's the best way to do it. Yep. Okay, so I I'll I'll take a sip of my A here, and mm-hmm. uh, or I guess I'll smell it first. I'll, I'll smell both here. Uh, I already can tell from the nose. Uh, I'll tell you that A has a much richer sweetness to it. Uh huh. It, it has um, a confectioner sugar. It A almost smells like a rye to me. Uh huh. Hold on, let me smell B again here. You know what it is is it's the same it's the same liquid it's just one is better the the same it's the same smell uh on my nose here but one is better mm-hmm. I'm going to go for the sip so you talk a little bit here Cole Yeah I'm, I'm intrigued uh you know they say it's probably the same exact mash bill on these um so it's kind of interesting one's probably I mean the the what do you call it the uh small batch used to be a 9 it's probably around there still to be honest uh, but they say the the 25th is like thir- 12 to 13. So there's going to be a little one that's probably a little more woody, dense. Um, and one's cast strength, too. But one's still high proof at 100 proof. So it'll be interesting. Um, a on the palate is uh, it's pretty hot. It's pretty hot on the palate, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go for B here real quick. Yeah. Even for me, I can smell them a little differently at this point, uh, and one's a little more potent for sure. Okay, hold on. I got to do a palate cleanser here. Oh, you're good. Um, yeah, and I, I hate to say it, but one's a little darker too in the glass. I think so. And that yeah, I'm trying not to one. pay attention to that at all because I will immediately be able to tell. Like I'm not looking at the colors because yeah. I will immediately be able to tell. It um, might be that, yeah, go ahead. This is going to, I think this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode because just the the way that it is, that's, that's just how it goes. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to taste B again real quick here. Okay. You can tell that it is because of the way that it is. Now, <coughs> oh, that hasn't happened in a while. <laughs> Weak. I will say that on the palate, A was a little hotter, but it was also a little sweeter, just like it was on the nose. Mm. B was easier to drink in the sense that it wasn't as hot, but it did not have the same richness and and delightful notes, like just flavors um, that A had. So uh, those are my dismal little notes there. 
That's good. So you go ahead and, and start doing your uh, your tests. So I got one and two, and uh, yeah. I'm going to start with one. It's a good one to start with. Good one. Talk us through what you're smelling there, Cole. So on the nose, um, yeah, almost a little rye spice. Uh, I know it's not a rye, but that's the first things that I take in. Um, it is not this caramely that I would imagine it to be uh, for a bourbon. Um Definitely an alcohol smell on number one. Um, not too dense or anything like that. It's a little, a little sharp just on the nose altogether. Like a, like a, I don't know. It, it almost is like um, what I mean by that sharp is is I brought it up in my head, but I was like, oh, that kind of works. I'm not saying it tastes like cheese, but um, you know, medium <laughs> cheddar versus sharp cheddar is a big difference, right. and I'm getting more oh, of a sharp the, end. Oh, wow, dude, that is that is. What a what a great comparison there between these two. Thank you. Yeah. So going for the sip now. I respect that. Um, mm-hmm. As as Cole is taking the sips and making some determinations, uh, I will say that our Whiskey World news article today is uh, is about another uh, gimmicky whiskey that I can't wait to talk about. But oh, nice, Cole. What do you think? What do you think about number one? Um. It's a little dry. It's not too sweet. Um, it is, yeah, similar to a rye altogether. I'm, and and it isn't this high rye recipe. It's like pretty much a traditional recipe here. Um, right. But now I'm going for number two. Um, oh, yeah. You go for a number two, buddy. Ooh, yeah. There goes that medium versus that sharp. Um, but let me, let me really ring in that step. Yeah. I, I was making a poop joke because you said you're going to go for a number two. Oh, I missed that. I was I was really hoping I was going to make you laugh as you were sipping whiskey and make you snort it through your nose. I almost um, I almost coughed, but I held it together. Unlike I don't know some people. Oh man, <laughs> I'm like almost about to cough. Anyway, yeah, very rich. It's like in a lot of ways, it is like like you mentioned. There's one. That has very similar notes, but this is much more rich, much more caramely, a little bit less of that rye spice, um, but that's not a bad thing at all. Um, woody, oaky, um, dense, but good. It's not overly oaked. Um, and uh, the finish just lasts a lot longer on the number two. Um, yeah. Yeah, so those number twos, yeah, definitely have to usually have finish. something that lasts a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> So did you try it with water yet? Uh, I just, I did two drops of water in each. Um, I, I just, I thought about what I would do if I was drinking the 25 or the 25th anniversary bourbon. And with the higher proof, I would usually do two drops. The small batch, I would only really ever do one drop if I was going to do it. But just to be even, I did two drops in both. Um, and I've been smelling the A uh, pour. And... The A pour uh, with those two drops of water, um, it it makes it much more accessible on the nose. It's very butterscotchy. Still, still reminds me of a rye though. Like very much reminds me of a rye. Yeah. But with, oh, you know, I'm almost getting uh, my favorite note of pancakes with butter on it. Nice. On that A one, uh, I'm gonna smell B. 
Yeah, you know, again, the same exact palette or the same exact notes on the nose there. It's just B is so much more muted than A is. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting I'm getting all of the same things. I'll yeah. go ahead and taste A here. So go ahead and talk. Yeah, so while you did that, I tasted one while you did that with a little water. And uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as the neat pour. Um, it was a little sour, a little metallic. So I just tasted the A glass with two drops of water. And I actually had the same thing that you just said. I didn't enjoy it as much. It yeah. was a little metallic. It was a little sour. Uh, I'll taste the B glass here real quick. Yeah. And uh, I'm getting the nose on the two. Um, and it still smells pretty good with uh, a little bit of water. At least smell. So, something interesting here. A has been in the lead for me for what I like more as far as uh, everything. You know, straight with the nose, straight with the palate, straight with the finish. Uh, and then with, with two drops of water in it, I like the smell of A more. But then with two drops of water, B uh, on the palate has pulled out in front. I like that that really? B glass more with the, those two drops of water in it. So, yeah, I, I still like number two better as well with a little bit of water. I feel like they both got a little metallic-y, uh, with a little bit of water, but the number one for me was a little bit harder to enjoy. I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it, but it was much better neat. Um, but then I feel like they both didn't improve with the water but I still think two shows up ahead. But now I'm going to add some ice. Yeah, I just dropped two cube or a cube in each. So Um, we'll see how this goes. Um, And I want to be conscious of what time we're at here. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Okay. So a cube dropped into A. It almost has killed the nose for me. Yeah. Oh, like almost everything is gone. A cube in B has completely killed the nose. Everything is gone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting the same on both uh, noses. Okay. So I'll try the sip with A here real quick. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I think about like, does the, sometimes ice, I wouldn't say ice typically, I don't know, I might be wrong just thinking this, but I wouldn't say ice typically um, really makes it better, except for when it brightens it up and refreshings it. I don't know, that's not a word, uh, but makes right. it like super refreshing. Um, but in this case, it's just muted, at least on the nose. Sometimes, don't get me so, wrong, there are a few. With A, with the cube in it, I've only tasted the A glass so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to do one more test here. Hold on. Okay. He's doing another test. With the A glass and a cube in it, almost what I'm tasting is it basically tastes like water with 
that has been that has been washed, but not all of the soap had been washed out. Oh wow! Um, and, and specifically, like a flavored soap, like if it was like a cinnamon soap, basically. Uh-huh. Uh It that's what it tastes like. So it it doesn't taste like whiskey any longer. Yeah, which is too, which is too bad because yeah. Well, anyway, it's too bad. Um, I'll taste the B here real quick. So while you do that, I um, I took the nose on both of these, and I'm getting slight notes on each of them. One's a little more, number one is a little more um, noticeable, and number two, not as much, but a little bit of green apple uh, nose to it, yeah. Um, sorry, I had to, I have to do another one of B here. Yeah, go for it. But yeah, just a slight, like green i don't know like not candy like actually like a granny smith so it's a cool note you know this is very interesting mm-hmm. uh b retained more flavor with the cube in it um and so that has kind of thrown me, uh, because I was I was positive what was what. Oh yeah, and I'm suddenly not so sure. Listen, by by no means is B is neither of them are great with a cube in it for sure. Um, so far, neat has been what's been good, but. Man, that B glass with a cube in it, uh, it's way better than A was with a cube in it. I just sipped a, or number one with a cube in it, and it was much better. It might even be the best pour. After I just talked about ice not making things better, I really enjoy number one with ice. Yeah. I actually enjoy B with ice in it. Uh, mm-hmm. even though I don't think it's great. I still think neat is, is better, but mm-hmm. it's not bad here. So I'm going to sip on the number two with ice now. Yeah. I, I'm i done with my evaluation. I think. They're both not bad with ice. I thought it would get more <sighs> yeah. metallic I, yeah, I need to try both again here real quick. Yeah. I want to say number one is a little bit better with ice for me. Um, number two is good, uh, but number one is refreshing. And I there's something to being refreshing that is something valuable to me. With ice, that is. Uh, it's funny. I wouldn't have said that like two years ago. I would have been such a snob about it. All right, so... Without without answering specifics here, are you ready to guess what is what? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and are we also going to guess, or at least mention which one we like more? Uh, yeah, so let's start with what we like more. Well, that's kind of all. Here's what I want to start with. I want you to guess what you think mine are, and I'm going to guess what you think your. Or I'm going to guess what I think yours are. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so we'll both do the same thing. Let me let me guess first. Okay. Uh, do you have Do you have a pen and paper to be able to keep track of what's going on here? I actually do. Perfect. So, 
So you had one and two, right? That's correct. Man, this is really tough. I I'm really thrown by the by the drops of water and the cubes. Um man, this is tough. Okay, I'll I'll guess. I, I think that your one glass was the Knob Creek small batch. Mm-hmm. And I think your two glass was the twenty fifth year. Yep. What do and you think, I think I've got? I think your number or letter A is the anniversary. And your B is the small batch. Okay. So what do you think yours are? Um, I agree with you. And I and I agree with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But So do you have Yeah. Go ahead. So I enjoy here's the thing, is that I enjoyed number two more. Only because it was richer and more dense brown sugary than the other one uh, they were similar in a few ways um, but i would you know side by side i would take the one that's usually more brown sugary and like rich sure. Uh, sure. in a bourbon so i Cole, keep to- keep talking because my headphones are about to die so i've got yeah, to switch so to handheld here i like usually that over the other one and that makes me believe that the number two was more aged than the number one, uh, meaning that I believe that the number two was the anniversary and the number one was a small batch. And so I I enjoyed both so, of them. Uh, I would say I would give one of them, at least on my rating scale, I would give one no, of them no, a no, like no, it. No, 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 no. Okay. Don't get into that yet. We're, we're okay. purely going to get into the reveals here. Okay, cool. Um, I, I, I was from the first sip... I knew what was what. Um, Uh And and then um, as we got into the drops of water and the cubes, it was like, man, I really don't know. Uh So I will not be surprised if I'm entirely wrong. Okay. And honestly, I think think we we both might be wrong, dude. I I honestly – think that that's there's a legitimate possibility that we'll both be wrong i'm down to be wrong 25 dollars is better than 130 dollars right oh absolutely um so before we get into ratings Uh uh-huh let's let's reveal i assume you have like a piece of paper that tell that's telling you what is what right yeah i'm about to unwrap it at your word so do you want to go first or do you want me to go first i'll go first Okay. Okay, so I'm unraveling it now. That was given to me from Heather. Um, And it actually matched my uh, expectations that Small Batch was number one and Anniversary was number two. Okay. I'm going to unfurl. I'm doing it in the microphone here. My piece of paper from Ashley. Nice. Oh, dude, I was 100% wrong. (laughs) What? Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'll i be honest, I made my guess and stuck with it from the first sip. I didn't change it after everything else. Yeah. Um, but I was tempted to. I, I almost did um, because, because, so to be clear, I guessed that A was the 25 
anniversary, yeah. and the B was the small batch. And what it turns out is B is the 25th anniversary, and A wow. is the small batch. Um, everything except the first smell and sip, I, I thought. After those, I thought no B for sure is this is the 25th anniversary. But I felt so strongly from the neat pours that it was that it was opposite. That I just was like, there's no way it's going to be different. But yeah. I will say definitively, the the 25th anniversary bourbon was better with water in it. It was better. It was better than the small batch with water in it. It was better than the small batch with cubes in it. So. Um, I am a little shook. I'll be honest with you because yeah. that that neat pour on on the nose and on the palate blew the 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 25th anniversary edition just just blew it out of the water. So yeah. Hey, um, now you know. So yeah, for sure. So like like I said, I hadn't had that Knob Creek uh, small batch before. Um, I, I'm not quite sure how to do a rating on this, Cole. What do you think? I don't know. I feel like we've... I don't know. I... Are we able to rate each one? I, I don't think that we can rate each one. Um, you know, obviously we could rate each one if we had done this on separate episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, because So here's the thing. It's the same mash bill. It's the same juice. It, it, it's It's all the same. Yeah. Um you know, one one is I guess aged differently. Uh I guess. For sure. Yeah. Um uh, this might be the first time that we can't really give a real rating. I I think that your secondary scale is the best that we can do for yeah. both of these. I like that. So, why don't you give me your secondary scale scores here? All right, so uh, the scores or layout of my secondary rating system. Wait, what? Do you want me to go through my rating system or um, or just mention no. what I would give each one? I want you to say what you uh, – you can do it. You, can, you Go go through the what it is and, and then say what you would do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and one other thing before I forget, another note I got, I took a recent sip of the A, which was – or I'm sorry, the 2 – which was the 25th, and I got a note of peanut butter, which is one of the first bourbons I've ever gotten a note from, which I Interesting. respect. Yeah. Um, my new rating you're a, system... You're a, real, um, you're a real screwball, Cole. Uh, we've There's had only, many, only, many only a whiskey real, world news on that. Only, only real whiskey fans will know why I called you a screwball. I'm not going to give yeah. it away. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my rating system goes like this. There are six levels. There is never drink again, which we've had once. There is meh, there is like it, there is love it, exceptional, and top 10 I've ever had. And I would give number two, um, which was the 25th anniversary, a love it. And I would give the number one, which was the small batch, a like it. Yeah, I, um, what, what, what were your scores again? Um, like it and love it, but it went from never drink again, meh, like it, love it, exceptional, and top ten I've ever had. Yeah, so um, I I will say that I, as far as bourbon goes, I I think that, um, I, you know, I don't have a secondary scale, so you just have to bear with me as I talk about what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think that 25th anniversary bourbon uh, is about one of the best bourbons that I've ever had. Uh, aside from a Blanton straight from the barrel, um, mm-hmm. it, it you know it's it's just above regular Blantons for me. Uh, having yeah. had Blantons, um, it's uh, I felt the same way about uh, Little Book Chapter Two. Is that the, is that what I had? I gave that bottle yep, away, so I don't too. remember what that was anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, it's really good. I think it's in my top three bourbons, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I would like to um, taste the small batch bourbon a little more before I say what is better. I I, I need to do some tests with this, knowing what is what before I, I declare what I think is better. Mm-hmm. Um. But I'm comfortable saying that I think the 25th anniversary bourbon is one of the best bourbons that I've had, uh, and I'm I am shocked at these results as far as yeah. our uh, our blind tasting here. So um, I really thought Cole that I had this in the bag and, and that I would know exactly what was what. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised, not. and I mean, but I you know I still trust your palate. Yeah, no, I do too. I, I and and I I'm not disappointed at, at all. If, like if it turns out that I like the small batch better than I like the uh, 25th anniversary bourbon, great. Because like you said, twenty five dollars is better than a hundred and twenty five dollars. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so right now, Cole, we are over time. I think we're I think we're gonna not do Whiskey World News today, even though I was looking forward to it. We'll yeah. just have to save it for next time. Um, I really I really enjoyed this episode. Did you have a good time? I did too. Yeah. I, I would like, like to like see good... Yeah. Yeah, go yeah. I would no, I, I would like, like to was... see <laughs> dude, we're the worst. <laughs> we are. Go ahead. I would like to see us do more episodes like this where we can do some head-to-heads with, you know, similar whiskeys or or whiskeys from the same distillery or label that are just slightly different and and we can kind of compare them just in a blind way like this. I think that would be uh very interesting for the show. I think we'll have the opportunity to do that. We have a few um on the docket that are we have at least 3 on the docket that are um what do you call it um uh buffalo trace mash bill number two uh we have blanton's we have hancock's and we have elmer t lee uh so maybe not next episode but i think in the future we should do maybe at least two of those put up next to each other oh for sure i like we're definitely not going to do this type of show or this type of episode multiple times in a row uh but i i do think that we have more room than to just choose one whiskey bottle and that's it, uh, but and, and review that. Like we've got room to do things like this and do some other cool things. Um, yeah. All right. So uh, next week, Cole, you're going to be in Europe, and I am going to have a special guest with me. We haven't decided who it is yet. We haven't determined who it is yet, but we'll have a, an episode for sure, even though you're going to be out of the country and that'll be good. I'm not sure what we'll be drinking yet. Uh, listeners, you'll, uh, you'll need to tune in on Instagram, be looking to that on our Facebook page. Maybe you can search chill filtered on Facebook. Um, and we'll let you know what we're going to be drinking so that you can, uh, keep up with us there. 
But yeah. Cole, I mean, do you have do you have anything else to say on this episode here? Do you want to pick out what we're drinking when I get back? Um, sure. What do you so, What are you thinking? So I'm between a few. Um, and let me ask you this: Do you want a powerhouse or a um, non powerhouse next time? I let's let's go with a non powerhouse. So I'm between two in that case. I'm between Elmer T. Lee and um, Old Forester 1870 Original Batch. I I I am at your mercy. So whatever you decide, we'll do. So I think we should do uh, Old Forester 1870. That's a really okay. good, um, like just I feel like that'll be a great episode. That is what we will do then. Cool. Uh, all right, my friend Cole, I I hope that uh, you are well, and I hope that, uh, you know, by the time this comes out, you'll be in Europe. So what I really hope is that you have found some Blanton straight yeah. in the barrel. And uh, and I really, I, I just, I hope you have a good time with the wife and celebrations and all that good stuff. Happy anniversary. We love yeah. you here at Chill Filtered, and uh, we, we hope that, uh, you know, what is it? Is it six years? Six years. Six years. Well, I hope you have at least six more. And I hope that our Love of Spirits listeners lifted yours. Mm-hmm.